Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today, relationship life coach Cindy Chavez. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're especially happy that David Strickle is joining us again. It's been, uh, what, like a month or something like that. But uh, I like the fact that you keep coming back for more. It's like, you, you know, perhaps we haven't tortured you enough. I don't know. <laughs> torture. This is fun. <laughs> but it's great. And this is also excellent because this is, I think, the first time you and Cindy have ever met. And uh, you guys you guys are both co-hosts for you know, like a six month period and I don't think you ever even saw each other. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I know? think I was on one, I was on one specific day every week for a while. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be good. Oh, I also have to kind of ask your permission about something because yesterday on the show, um, I don't know if you know, um, my Tuesday show is now done with uh, Janine and Bridget who are of course both in, in a boot camp and we got to talking about how I, I've been trying to expand the concept of LOA today to being more than just law of attraction, making it more about life and uh, the abundance of life. And it occurred to me that LOA has the A in it for abundance. So I kind of wanted to draw from the same idea of Taya because Taya trusts your abundance. I wanted to kind of use the same concept and see if I could create an acronym that way. So that's what I'm asking you if, if that's okay with you for me to, to do something like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of playing with you're ideas. We're like, going to hear from my team of attorneys. Back off. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Wrong vibration. I'm abundant, but I have I'm all lawyered up, and I just sued them. An abundance of litigation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Yes, we got to change that one around. So yeah, uh, no, whatever, whatever flows is 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 cool. I, I appreciate how much how much Taya gets shared on this program. Uh, how many people have come into boot camp because of this program? So I'm, I'm very, very much in gratitude of you and your audience and your co-hosts and, and all of that. Certainly. So I see Debbie G checking in with a woohoo and she's suggesting law of abundance. Whoop. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we were, some of the others we thought about, uh, we, we thought of living our abundance or life of abundance. Those are a couple. Um, living love. our abundance sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that one too. So we're we're toying around with a lot of different ideas, but uh, that's cool. And you're right, law of attraction is it's 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 I I don't use it a lot anymore. Uh, I I think when you're meeting people for the first time, it's cool to bring up law of attraction because just about everybody knows what it is or what it means now, mm-hmm. thanks to the secret among others. Um, but it's a component. It's just like one one little aspect of the universal process of creation and and, and you, you, people get into law of attraction because they want to attract specific things or circumstances or experiences. Right. But inevitably you're going to branch into other things beyond just, I want to attract a bunch of stuff or experiences because we all have things that we want to reshape in our lives. And it takes more than just law of attraction to do that. So, yeah, I feel like sure. law of attraction is like the gateway drug to higher consciousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about pushing you. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, well, hey, kid, the first one's free. Here's, here's LOA, law of attraction. It's how so many people like enter into this idea that they can have some kind of effect on their reality. And then, like you said, I, I agree with that so much, you know, that there's so much more to it than just that one little component, right? It's broad and deep and wide. Plus, yeah. as we've been saying a number of times, it's not like we wake up in the morning and say, gee, how am I going to apply the law of gravity today? 
<laughs> so why are we doing it with a law of attraction? No, like a manifest like sticking to the ground, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and besides, it's all the law of attraction. The reason we study it, yes, we're trying to attract things, but it's really about life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I was it, it, there was a time that the, the human, you know, there, there's two different things going on here. There's the stream, and then there's the human version of David that's a student of the stream. And the in my human thinking, I was very critical at one point of the secret. Oh, even really? though I loved it, even though I, I again, I, I thought law of attraction was my own invention as a teenager. <laughs> I love that. Yes, <laughs> and that that really made it clear to me that it wasn't a secret to me, but I, it, it introduced a lot of people to the idea that they create their own reality. And if you had taken everything that the stream is offering and tried to put that into a book like that, that would have just blown that audience away. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. been the, the phenomenal bestseller that it is. Uh, because not everybody's ready for all that, but like Cindy said, the gateway to, Hey, I, I realize that when I think positively, that has a positive impact on my life. And I see people around me that aren't as positive, that aren't having the same life experience. Maybe there's something to this. Mm-hmm. And then they start exploring and then maybe they find Abraham or something like that. And they go a little deeper into it. And so when I started sharing the stream, that was one of the things that I asked is, well, why do we need another channel? And they were very clear that if I started just sharing that and not trying to be the next anything, that it would take its own path and be become its own thing. And that's what's transpired is it's kind of become an evolution of all that stuff. Which is very cool, by the way. I love that because among other things, it's, which is kind of odd thing to say, it's creating a, the own, its own identity of the stream, which of course is in everybody's identity. And that's why I'm thinking it's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's creating, let's create, let's put it this way. It's creating the David version of the stream. And, and the David version of the stream, it's having its own identity that's different from the Esther version of the stream. Yeah. The Esther version of, of Force Yeah. And, and the, the cool thing about it is, is that the, the Rhonda version of the secret, which was a, an amalgam of thought leaders kind of marketed in a brilliant way, that was the perfect gateway mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And it, that's why it's so successful. And that's exactly what it should be. And the Abraham teachings, are very successful because they are exactly what they should be. And then the stream is its own thing. And when I started channeling, I started interacting. I don't so much anymore, but I started interacting with a lot of other people that channel. And I, I met a lot of people that said, well, I'm the next Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> said, All right. Well, cool for you. I, I don't want to be the next Abraham because I think Abraham is perfect the way that it is. Right. And why try to take that and make it and make something else out of it? Why not do your thing? Mm-hmm. your own thing. And, and I, and I love that we do that because I, yeah. I, there's, you know, the world is a big tent of beliefs. This is true. It's not a one size fits all teaching, obviously. Just as well too. Cause like you said, it, it actually calling it a big tent is probably too small. There are so many different kinds of beliefs on this planet currently. And that's just what's going on right now. Not counting what happened over the millennia. Yeah. You know, and and so. guess what? Every being is having their manifested experience regardless of the belief system. So there's no true. wrong. Yeah, that's the, the thing I love from the stream is that the, there's no wrong. You you can be a devout anything <laughs> and have your experience with it and be expanded in that experience, no matter what it is. By the way, um, we are going to do a little stream session at some point. So if you have questions for the stream and you're listening to the live stream, uh, da, 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 um, feel free to put the questions into the chat and we'll be happy to ask the stream when we make the connection. We also have a question from the entire practice 
Um, actually, one of the uh, recent graduates of Tyler sent in a question, so we're going to ask that as well. Um, cool. But uh, we'll, we'll give you guys a, a few minutes to put your questions through there while we're talking with David. Um, the thing that I keep coming back to every time, David, is when we do a stream session here on the show, when you make the connection and start uh, channeling the stream, it's fun. I mean, I know you've said that it's exhilarating for you because you come away with it with a real buzz and so forth, but it's also fun for us because it's, I mean, we all have this desire to connect better internally. Otherwise we wouldn't be into this whole law of attraction thing. Mm -hmm. And because we're so into that, to, to basically be talking with somebody who has made that connection really strongly so that you, you can basically verbalize all these thought forms coming through is cool. and. To add to the coolness, like you've mentioned a number of times now, there's a great wisdom that comes through, well, nuggets of wisdom that come through with almost every every uh, comment that the stream makes. Uh, so I've often equated it to like being in the hot seat in an Abraham workshop where you, you're actually talking with source energy. I just think that's fun. <laughs> and we did the summit on uh, last Saturday, we did our last virtual summit of 2021. Mm. That's where I channel for four hours. Yeah, I still don't know how you do that. It's it's like three minutes. It's it's like no time goes by and really like two breaks. And I I'll go have a coffee or water or something and come back. Uh, during we take two breaks during those four hour sessions, but it's just like it goes by just like that. And it's this wow. insanely exhilarating experience. So I do have something to push. I forgot. I, I'm so bad about that. Okay. okay. So uh, we are having an in person. Our first. We're having four. Uh, in-person summits in 2022. We've planned four of these events for 2022 where you can come and it, it's, it's. I, I don't want to compare it to an Abraham workshop, but it's like that. We're, yeah, it's we a stream workshop. Space, yeah. and I will channel for at least four hours. Uh, wow. We'll do two breaks and we'll be in person in the same space and you can come sit with the stream. I don't know that I'm going to stand the way that <laughs> uh, but you can come sit with the stream and convert. You, you can have your own outfit like she has. Esther has this definite outfit that she always wears. I'm curious if you're going to have. Yeah, your I'm own not going to be barefoot. I'm not going to be standing on an oriental rug. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, it's just her thing, right? So right. we're going to start those next year. We're going to start in-person summits. And uh, the first one is in L.A. on January 15th. Uh, it's going to be near LAX, so we're uh, solidifying the uh, venue uh, this week or next, and we'll make a formal announcement. We'll start offering tickets to it, uh, but that's January 15th of 2022 in L.A. And I'm guessing probably the best way to stay on top of that for people who are interested is to join the Facebook group, the tire practice. Yeah, we're more up where... the Facebook group. That's the latest of everything. Yeah. We're much better about popping things in there than the website. So yes. <laughs> the website's, you know, everything's on the website, but uh, eventually, but the Facebook group is where you get everything first. Yeah. We pop it into there right away. So that's a good, uh, the tire practice Facebook group. Right. So just do a search uh, for tire practice. David, we have a page, but the Facebook group is a lot more interactive than that. So, so yeah. if you want to join us in person, that will be an opportunity. I do have something to push. So there you go. Okay, cool. And, and you even got away with that. You got away with calling it a push. I like that too. So, <laughs> um, why don't we, uh, well, let's do a short stream session because I don't want to make it a, a whole show stream, but let's do a short one. We'll get some questions in and then we'll come back, okay. give, give you a chance to kind of breathe for a little bit. And then we'll just, uh, finish up with some just fun conversation after that. Sound good? Cool. All right. So while David's doing his little connection thing here, I'm going to remind people about another event coming up 
Uh, at the end of this month, October 25th through 27th, there's the Law of Attraction World Summit. Um, David's going to be presenting on that. I'm presenting on that. A lot of people here on the show are presenting on it. And you want to get your ticket as soon as you can because it has to be gotten in advance. So um, I'll make sure I put another, another link for both um, this in this particular description later on when David has the uh, tickets available for what's coming up on January 15th. We will include that as well. So let's see how we're doing here. We are here. Welcome stream. It's been a while since we had this conversation and we're so glad you got to be here this time. And uh, we're gonna start off with a question from someone you know. Uh, Donna is a recent uh, Kyra graduate and she sent in a question that uh, she thought the stream would be the perfect uh, entity or collection of entities to answer. She says, I recently pulled a tarot card, which was interpreted as a victim card, victim in quotation marks. I immediately said, well, I'm not a victim. My friend said, don't say that. The universe does not hear the word not. So can the stream please speak to whether she was correct and the universe only hears or doesn't hear certain words despite the speaker's feelings and intentions? Thank you. The, 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 the universe is, is energetic and, and you, your words hold the meaning that you give to them. So the universe is responding to your meaning far more than, than the actual words. You, you can certainly say one thing and, and feel another. And if you were regularly repeating an affirmation of, I am not in fear of being, believing that you need to repeat the affirmation to, to negate the, the, a state of being, then yes, the, 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 the universe would respond to that by sending you more circumstances and events that are centered around the thing that you are trying to, to negate. Because in your speaking it, you are not believing it. But in the manifestation of, of pulling a card, understand that that manifestation of, of the experience of pulling a card was her specific manifestation of validating to herself that she is indeed not a victim. So in pulling the victim card and having that response, that was solidifying the fact that she is not, that she is no longer seeing herself in the victim mode. And that was exactly why she manifested that experience. That's very cool. I like that. Um, in pulling cards and, and things of this nature, understand that everything holds the power that you give to it. So if you are giving your power away to the one that is interpreting it for you, then that's your choice. But if you are the one that's pulling the card or, or, or creating the experience, your interpretation of the event or the interaction holds far more power for you than listening to, to the guidance or advice from someone else. That, that's like someone that, that describes themselves as a healer and, and, and doesn't offer up the clarity that they are guiding you to your own inner healing because you are your healer. You are also the one that is attracting your illness if you are experiencing that. So the, the, the true healing is in the one that is guiding you to your self-healing. And the true interpretation of anything that you're experiencing, if you're using an external tool, such as a card deck, that holds the power that you give to it. And, and, and if you are not in agreement with what is being offered, that is within your power to do that. 
what you're saying reminds me of the idea that meaning is whatever we give it, give to it, that there is no such thing as an objective meaning outside of ourselves. We're the ones who are creators. Indeed, the because there, there is no one truth. There is no right or wrong. There is no singular path. You, you are in an energetic realm. You're, you're expressing yourselves in physical in an energetic realm, but an energetic realm nonetheless. And there's evidence of that all around you. That, that is why there is no singular path. That is why there's no one opinion on anything. That's very good. I like that. Um, Cindy, I'm going to ask questions, but feel free to jump in at any point if you've got a question that you want to ask the stream. Um, but I, I'm going to kind of continue this particular theme because I think it's an interesting one. Uh, and, and I also I'm going to lead up to a point, two or three questions down the road. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But on the idea of us being in charge of our own experience through what we're vibrating to, we have a tendency as human beings to think of our experience outside of ourselves. In other words, um, we, we we attribute uh, what happens to the universe. The universe brought me something or we think about it in terms of God brought me something or um, somebody else did something to me and, and they did it with or without my consent or you know, we, we externalize so much stuff. And I'm wondering from source perspective, how does source think about that? The, 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 the teachings or the belief system that is developed across humanity, that there is an, an external force projecting experiences in to you, to your path without your involvement whatsoever that that is robbing you of your creative power. You, your expression in physical is all about the experiencing of a physical environment, discerning your preferences in that environment, and and operating through polarity, meaning there is polarity on all topics because polarity is is omnipresent universally and certainly in a, a physical expression such as the Earth environment. So you're moving through this ebb and flow of, of vibration. We refer to it often as vibrational flow. That vibrational flow is sending you on this journey of attraction. That is sometimes things that you discern as your preference and sometimes things that you do not. In fact, sometimes you are attracting things that you absolutely do not want. And, and you understand that, that those of you that are, are, are delving into this idea of the vibrational spiral, that when you are down in lower vibrational territory and you are fearing and not wanting, you are very often attracting exactly what you're fearing and not wanting. But in the attraction of the thing that you're fearing and not wanting, it's creating an, an opportunity for you to create. It's presenting that opportunity. You are attracting it in, and it, that is an opportunity for you to create a solution or a growth experience in you are becoming a more sophisticated strand of consciousness in your experiencing physical in a polarized environment and in overcoming, if you will, if you so choose, your obstacles. Think of how many obstacles you've encountered in your linear lifetimes that the obstacle led to expansion for you, even as a physical human being. That is your whole purpose of being is to discern these preferences that you very much want to experience and, and sort of sift through your obstacles in the process of allowing them to be experienced. And, and you are becoming a more sophisticated version of you in the experiencing of them because you are having to solve them. You're having to evolve through them. You're having to make sense of them. 
So you are the one that's attracting all of these things. There is no external entity whatsoever that is judging your journey and projecting in things that are a product of your judgment without your invitation. Your invitation is always vibrational. Your vibrate, your, your invitation is always via your attraction of it. But understand that your point of attraction is always going to be impacted by polarity. This is what I love about the stream, Cindy. You ask one question and you get this, this stream <laughs> of information coming out. It's just incredible. I got a question here from another recent Thai graduate from Mona. She says, since Thai boot camp, I have been meditating more and really hearing and feeling source more. But now I physically see sparkles of the energy around me at random times. Is that source as well? And is that my, or is that my own energy that I am seeing or is it more of the collective guiding me? Thank you. Understand that all of those things are, are one and the same thing. The universe is source. Source is the universe. You are in the energetic realm, which is also source and also the universe. It is all the same thing. You are, you, you are encountering what you are perceiving as a physical environment. And, and, and your perception of that holds a lot of meaning in the experience of being human or any other form of, of being physical. And when you begin allowing more of the energetic realm in, and you're all in the energetic realm, it is not something that is out there. It is not something that is in the sky. You are in the energetic realm. It is right where you are. And when you manifest in physical, in this case, it was you, when you manifest as a human being, you are taught to ignore all of that energetic realm and to focus in 3D. And, and notice that small children have a, a, a freer relationship with the energetic realm. They have imaginary friends. They are experiencing and seeing things that the adults around them perhaps are not allowing. And, and, and it is being stated very often that that is the imagination playing tricks. That is the imagination. It is all in your mind. It is all in your imagination. Well, your imagination is the source of all creation. So there, there's no such thing as it is just your imagination. Your imagination is everything. So when you are systematically detuning fear and judgment from your life experience, you are more allowing of the energetic realm to interact with you in, in your daily lives because you're in it. It is interacting with you. You're just, you're becoming more aware of it from a physical perspective because you're no longer fearing it. Therefore, you are no longer filtering it out. So when you have these experiences, that is your allowing of the energetic realm which is absolutely the allowing of that, which you call source. So the answer to the question is yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there is no such thing as a simple answer coming from the screen, but every once in a while we do get a yes. And that's really cool when it happens. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to ask you another question that I asked uh, before I joined the Thai boot camp, quite a bit before, I think. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to ask it again, simply because I want to see what the answer is like from the side I'm at now, because I'm all, I'm like three quarters of the way through boot camp, So that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm from that perspective now. And the, the question I want to ask is for somebody who is perhaps thinking about doing a Taya boot camp, you know, they're, they're kind of on the edge, they're not really sure. Um, and there can be a variety of reasons why they're not really sure what they want to do. So obviously this is a little bit open-ended. But for somebody who's in that, in that kind of I'm on the fence situation, what would you say to them about how to decide which way to go? 
our, our guidance on any decision that, that you are seeking clarity on is to remove fear. So if you remove fear, you have clarity. Is it something that you're aligned with or not on any decision? Because very often, if you're on the fence about anything, any decision, it is because there is fear present. There is there is the, the eternal, abundant, soul consciousness version of you that understands that you are abundant. There's no wrong. There's no making a mistake. There is nothing that you're going to do in the earth environment that is going to end that which you are. So you can discern any preference and choose any experience and, and have an experience. There's no getting it wrong whatsoever. That version of you is calling you towards something. And then there is the egocentric human version of you that operates very often in fear and judgment. The, the, the operating system that you create for yourselves because you're taught to. What are you taught around things such as boot camp? You are taught that there is something to fear in, in a thought process that is not mainstream. It is a cult. You, you, you are, you are taught that if you dive into something like that and doing some, that work, you're going to experience perhaps pain or trauma or relive past traumas that are going to be a painful journey for you and that that's going to feel bad and you should never feel bad. Therefore, you should avoid that type of work. You are taught that anything that has a financial commitment attached to it is a ripoff and you're going to be taken advantage of and you're, you're throwing your money down the drain and that sort of thing. So think of all of the fear-based teachings they're around a decision such as that, eliminate all of that fear and then understand that you will have your own clarity, whether it's the path for you or not. If the teachings resonate with you, it is the path for you because the teachings resonate with you. And then that journey is, is the practical application of, of what we have to offer. But these teachings are not for everyone. Not every physical being on your planet is in alignment with this level of thought. It's not where they are in their journey. So this is not something that, that, that we are guiding David to, to plaster billboards about and begin selling to the masses because the masses aren't ready for all of this. But if you feel that you are ready for it and you feel that it is the right thing for you, especially when you're in your high vibrational state of being and, and you feel like it's the right path, and the only time that your vibration drops around it is when that fear presents itself, that is that 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 inner saboteur that wants to hold you in the place that you're in, that place of comfort and familiarity where that portion of you can exist exactly as you have always been. But if you are seeking change and you are seeking transformation, you are seeking growth, and this is not exclusive to, to David's boot camp. The, 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 this is not exclusive to that. This is, this is regarding anything that you want to embark upon as far as a journey goes, take fear away, receive your clarity, and understand that there is no wrong decision in clarity. Wow. <laughs> That's fabulous. You know, you mentioned uh, the word feeling, and as, uh, Cindy, I don't know about you, as soon as I heard the word feeling, I kept thinking Neville Goddard, right? Yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling is the secret, right? Yeah. And so I, I want to go to that word, because uh, what Neville taught us is that uh, – um, feeling is how you actually get to the place of really total, total thought and focus and belief so you can actually manifest something in a relatively quick period of time. I want to know what the stream's perspective is on feeling. What role does feeling play in the way that you teach these concepts? In, in feeling, in, in regard to emotion, 
your your emotion is an expression of your your vibration. Your realization of your vibration is expressed in emotion. So that that is the same thing as feeling. When when you are in a high vibrational state of being, you know that you are in a high vibrational state of being. You are feeling good. You are feeling joyful. You are feeling hopeful, if not completely positive and knowing. You know when you're there and you know when you're anything less than that. When you are disconnected from that, that that is your source realization. When you are anything less than that, you know you're there. You're, you're feeling sluggish. You're feeling doubtful. Fear is creeping in. Unwanted negative emotions that drag your vibration down and are expressed in the way that you feel that that is your barometer for exactly where you are vibrationally. You all have it. You all have that inner barometer so that you know exactly where you are vibrationally at all times. Very often you choose to ignore it and you get into get it done mode and, and, and you are just moving through life through much of your day. But if you stop and look around at what your manifested reality is, it is an exact reflection of your default vibration. So if you don't like what you're seeing when you take that look around, understand that the path to changing it is always going to be in changing your default vibration. You change your default vibration by taking away the things that drag your default vibration down. Your transgressor energy, the way you're judging, the, 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 we, we speak very often of, of being where you are in the pyramid on a topic. So if you're looking to move up the pyramid and be the apex of the pyramid regarding relationships or health or, or, or flow of money and experiences and material things or loving yourself or whatever it is, we are not judging your desires whatsoever. Your desires are your desires. But if you're looking to be the very top of the pyramid, you can only reach that apex through deep appreciation on the topic. So appreciating wherever you are, appreciating the system that you chose from your eternal state of consciousness to manifest into. You chose. You chose your point of entry, even if you don't want to claim it. You chose it. You chose it for the experience that it was going to offer you. This is cool stuff. We could probably do this all day, but I did say this was going to be a short session. Cindy, did you want to jump in with anything before we... Did, did a little disconnect? Uh, yeah, I was just having some thoughts that I appreciated um, around two of the things that you were just addressing that seems separate, but I see them as working together. One was just decision-making and how you said if we remove the fear. And then the other one was around feelings and emotions. Because I always teach that feelings and emotions – they're connected, but they're different, right? Like feelings are feeling like I have a, a knot in my stomach, a lump in my throat. I feel orgasmic. I feel like dancing, emotions, sad, happy, mad, glad. They're all connected, but they are how our body communicates with us. And when you were talking about decision-making, the thing that came to me was the difference between making a decision from our head, which I think is where that fear often starts to come in because we're being logical <laughs> and we're realizing <laughs> things and we're coming up with reasons that, you know, that left brain likes to come up with lots of reasons to argue with intuition and not fear in the body. Sometimes fear in the body has saved my life. Um, but 
the fear that gets me into trouble is the fear in my head is me telling stories and looking at it logically and trying to think of reasons instead of just going with my gut or my intuition or my emotions in my body. So I think we manifest, you know, from those emotional places and yes, letting go of the other things so that we can climb up to the top and arrive at the top. When we remove the other things, our energy automatically pops up to a higher level. Right. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm in appreciation for, for this whole uh, conversation. If, if people listening are like, where's Cindy? Well, I'm over here nodding. If you're watching, on <laughs> nodding a lot, nodding. So thank you for that. Yeah. That's just not really a question, more of a comment, but that's what was coming up in my head when I was listening. All right then. So good stuff. Uh, we're going to say thank you to the stream. We're going to let you uh, reorient David so we can talk to David again. But uh, that, that gave you a taste, Cindy. I mean, it's just, yeah. especially when you do a whole hour or two hours of it, it's like, oh my God, you need a notebook to start recording everything. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Oh, Jeffrey threw up a question just as we we're doing the disconnect. That's right. We'll bring it up with David, looking like David addressed this one. So that was a shorter one, David. Are you buzzing? You usually buzz after these. Yeah, that's, like it's that. pretty, it's buzzy. It's good. It's always yeah. good to have them come through. But they're, they they don't completely leave. If you ever notice before, when I get on a lot of times, I'm, I'm very fidgety. Yes. Like I'm scratching and itching and all that. That's that electricity going through my body that creates all of that. And then once they're here, I don't think that happens at all. I'm not aware of it at all. So it's, it's fine. But before, what, while they're kind of, uh, they're itching to come in, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's, it's it makes me very, very fidgety. And then afterward, I kind of get back to that where I have to like, kind of like, you know, <laughs> really um, get, getting coming back into what you would call David, uh, I'm, I'm having to sort of readjust to this physical feeling that can be very emotional, uh, but I don't want to necessarily express those emotions in the moment. So I would rather just sort of like get a grip on, okay, I'm back and sources here, uh, but they're, they're always around. The, the only time they're not around is if I ever let myself really get into a spin out, which is few and far between. But when I do, I have to tell you that there's so much gold in my spin outs now with, with the practice that I developed for myself, which is what we now call Taya. Um, the, every spin out is just, just a gold mine of, of new things. Uh, so, so every time I disconnect from source and get back into my human for a little bit and screw things up and let things unravel, <laughs> that I, I love that now. I absolutely love that now. I, I really understand what they mean when they describe the perfection of imperfection. Mm. Because this human created notion that we know is bullshit anyway, right? This idea of perfection, I have the perfect body and the perfect house and the perfect flow <laughs> of wealth and the perfect relationship. Uh, we're vibrational beings, so there's no such thing as perfect. But think of how much suffering we create for ourselves because we still compare ourselves to something that doesn't even exist, which is perfection. Or the way I like to think about it is vibration itself is perfection. We don't need to do anything more. It's yeah, we're, we're not here to just be perfect. We're, we're here to have screw-ups and spin-outs and, and go down the spiral and problems and, and all of that stuff. Because if we don't have that stuff, we, we think about it in human terms, we get bored. True. If we don't, if we don't disrupt, we, we're, the disruption is going to happen naturally if we don't do it intentionally. I was thinking about, I often compare life and think about life as a game. I'm a gamer, so that's the way I think about it. There's, there, well, there's a, 
there's a channel in the human design chart that's or a gate that's called the game playing channel. And I have that in my oh, chart. My. When I saw it, I cracked up because I'm always involved in that. But I think about what if you started playing a game and there was no challenge and no obstacle? Mm. It would yeah, not or even fun. or even a, a novel. Think about it. What novel doesn't have an arc of a challenge to be exactly. over? <laughs> it just you don't have a challenge, right? Yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey asked a question, but he asked it be, while while you were doing a you're you're coming back into David form, so we couldn't ask the stream. But I'm going to bring it up to the two life coaches here. So because uh, David, you're a coach too. Uh, he's asking, can you talk about the feeling of everything falling into place in perfect timing? There's the word perfect again, by the way. <laughs> everything falling into place at a perfect timing is is what we describe as best possible outcome understanding that there there's no right way to manifest anything any material thing or experience or relationship or anything like that there's no i'm going to do it just like this and i'm going to plan it out because when you are needing to plan something out and needing it we really dive into that. Anytime the word need pops up, that should be like a little flag of like, oh, wait, why do I need that? Why Why do I need that? Do I really need that? Do I really need it to unfold exactly this way? And I use my sharing of the stream as an example. When I, I you know, you've all heard the story a million times. I quit my corporate job in 2017 and decided to share the stream. I didn't know how I was going to do that. I had a podcast, The Stream of David, which I still have. And I had an unpublished book and that was it. And then suddenly this, and I was very much guided instead of sitting down and doing a business plan, which I did <laughs> to just do it, just quit, just leave your damn job, just quit, take your 401k, you know, your savings, whatever, leave your job and everything is just going to work out. And mm -hmm. I did, I trusted my abundance enough. Finally, it took me a little time to get there. I trusted my abundance enough to just leave no plan nothing and still you know living in a million dollar house and driving a <laughs> car and having all the bills that went around all that no plan whatsoever and then this uh this situation just presented itself to me where someone offered to teach me how to do an online course and i remember thinking i'm not going to do an online course that's just <laughs> what I'm talking about an online course because i used to see remember the guy with the lamborghini that was always on youtube oh yeah yeah right you remember that he's, he's very famous i'm not going to say his name but i just equated it to that i'm like oh no i don't see me standing in front of a lamborghini saying hey i'm going to teach you how to get rich in 30 days uh, it just didn't feel right to me i was very judgmental about it and i stepped away and the person was so cool the person that was selling me this this course she said, why don't you go meditate about this and get some clarity and come back to me? It's exactly what I needed to do. And it was sort of like I went to the stream and the stream said, hey, dumbass, this is the <laughs> opening up for you. Pay attention to it and just 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 go with the flow. So I set aside my judgment and I got in and I created a course and that course turned into the Taya practice. Mm -hmm. And and I would have never plotted it that way. I would have never sat down and planned out, oh, come teach a course. I was sort of thinking I'm going to write some books. I'm going to do these these in-person things, you know, and now it's taken me how many years to get to where I can do in-person events. Right. And you know what I realized after about a year into COVID, I realized, God, if I had followed the sort of Abraham business model, of course, she's been doing it for 30 years, right? Yeah. I would be out of business. I, I wouldn't be able to share the stream and do, and do it full time. I'd have to go have some job probably or some way to manifest money. I don't know. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be the, the thing that it is now 
if I had never done this online thing that has blown up into the Taya practice and it's, it's something I was able to do even more so because of COVID. That's the mm-hmm. universe pampering me, right? That was me getting out of the way of the universe and letting the universe deliver something more magnificent than I could have ever come up with. That's so to kind of, I guess that kind of answers the question, everything falling into place in perfect timing. Um, did, did I, did my ego want it to take five years to get to where I am right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> My ego wanted my first book to be a New York Times bestseller. Well, that didn't happen. But it, it's it's all cool now because I'm like, oh, wow, look at what, what transpired. And if that would have happened that way, maybe I would have gone out touring and been doing workshops and then been completely shut down during all of 2020. And instead, I was in here doing this in my little gray box right. in all of 2020, helping people transform their lives and having a whole lot of fun doing it. A whole lot of fun doing it. That's so cool. that's that's everything falling in perfect timing for yeah, sure. Just getting out of the way of the universe and just letting best possible outcome be your way of life. So did he leave you any room to answer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to answer in a very literal way the question, can you talk about the feeling? And I think that the feeling, if I had to name the feeling of everything falling into place and perfect timing, it would be relief. Because that feeling of relief is like, oh, everything just fell into place. This is the perfect timing. And so I have my own belief that the timing is always perfect and that everything is always falling into place. And when I remind myself that, because I'm always not always conscious of that. So when I bring myself back and remind myself that every moment is perfect. And that everything, I am in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. I can experience that feeling of relief all the time. And that feeling of relief is also a feeling of non-resistance. Because when you need to feel relief, like David said, when that word need comes up, when we need relief, it's because there's a great deal of resistance. And then things fall into place. And who we feel relief. Okay, everything just fell into place. And it's often a very delightful and magical feeling, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, everything just fell right into place. It's perfect timing. And I love that. And I, I live for those moments. And yet I think that that feeling is the feeling of non-resistance slash relief. And we can have it whenever we want it by reminding ourselves that we are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and that every moment is perfect already. I have to admit, when those things happen, where, where everything falls in one place into place, I often have a very old response, which is bewilderment, like, "What just happened?" <laughs> oh yeah, I still that that uh, when she was saying the feeling, I was thinking my my version of that is, "Holy shit!" <laughs> 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 Holy shit! This stuff actually worked. Holy shit! You better than I did. Who knew? You know, I right. like that though. Allowing the universe to delight us, right? Yeah. It is delightful. It's fun when it happens. Uh, we, we just had a very simple example of it the other day. We, we um, Cindy knows the story about how we manifested a Lexus, which we've been wanting to do for some time. And uh, we were driving the Lexus to go pick up a, a, a new dryer because the dryer that we had was kind of wearing out. And we were feeling really good. We were looking forward to seeing what they had. And literally, traffic was moving out of our way. I mean, long lines of traffic were just clearing, like, you know, Moses parting the sea, and we had this beautiful lane that was appearing everywhere we were going. Like, this, what, what is going on here? This is great. 
I love that. The, the little things that we manifest in our day-to-day life bring so much more joy than that big stuff that we think we need. I think so. And again, the big stuff is cool. I always say that. Don't, don't think that I'm talking anybody out of big stuff. You can have mm-hmm. your big stuff. I, I like big stuff too, but the little, the little flashes of joy throughout the day of just appreciating all those little things. And then suddenly that just becomes your new way of life. It's, it's, you, you called yourself magician. I noticed, Cindy, that's yeah. magical, right? Yeah. And you understand how magical you are. Absolutely. Yes. And then that it's like you said, it's like a constant thing. Something happened right before um, the show today that was kind of that synchronistic, you know, magical thing. And I, I was excited about it. It's a small thing, but I was telling my husband and my husband says to me, he's like, eh, like you're going to have to do better than that. Like that's right <laughs> like, you, this is you all the time. So now we need something. You know, the standards are higher. <laughs> More stimulation. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Je- Jeffrey's got a follow-up question, so let's, let's see if you guys can tackle this one. And, and uh, Cindy, I think I'll have you go first on this one. How do you identify those feelings where there seems to be a swirl of emotions when it happens? Um, I don't think that it's important that we identify them. As soon as we start to want to identify them, we're in our head. So I think we just need to experience them. Um, because whenever we name something, that we're all, we're getting close to judgment, right? That's like, and you know, sometimes we need to have good judgment, but experiencing emotion, it's an experience and it's in the body and it, it is how we manifest. So I don't, I'm, I'm moving myself away from having to identify those feelings at all. And that's not easy for me because I love to analyze the hell out of everything. <laughs> and so for me now in the last year, what I've been recognizing is that I don't have to, I don't have to get up in my head about it. I just experience it. Emotions are a wave. It's energy in motion. It passes through our body. Just experience it and, and let it move. And so that might not be real helpful for you right now. <laughs> You're asking how do you identify, but that my answer is I don't. Um, that's cool. I, I think it's, that's a good answer. You don't have to do, you don't have to do anything. And I, I like what you, you brought up judgment. Because in Taya, we're all about detuning fear and judgment. So when you're judging something as this shouldn't be or this should be, then you're not allowing the experience. So I, I, your, your answer, your response was great. Yeah, I think that our level of consciousness is directly related to our lack of judging. The more we judge, the lower that energy level is. And so um, I'm working on it. Working. It's a, I'm a work in progress, but I'm working on not identifying those things. <laughs> Well, people get into spiritual teachings and inevitably, especially law of attraction, and they think that being down the spiral or in low vibration is bad. And in the beginning of boot camp, when you get into Thai boot camp, Walt can tell you this, it's, it's all about how, how to raise your vibration. And then you kind of end up in a space where you can do that. Here's some tools that you can do that if you choose to do that, but you don't have to do that. You can appreciate and trust vibrational flow because Taya I, there, there are no teachings that are going to solve vibrational flow because it creates our reality. That, that, that flow of vibration creates reality. It expands reality. It expands the whole universe because we are, we are experiencing things that we don't necessarily like and we are growing through them and in growing through them, we are expanding the universe and our expansive experiences. So you're right. Getting away from the judgment of, Oh, well, I shouldn't be feeling this. I'm in spirituality now, so I'm not allowed to, you know, judge anyone ever. Well, that's, you're just not going to get there, but you can detune. You can do less. You can have your default vibration go higher as you do work. 
and, and, and in the beginning it's work and then it becomes not work. It becomes fun. I, I love uncovering hidden transgressors. Anytime I have a spin out and this is something that we teach that you, humanity by and large, we go down in vibration and we have an obstacle, whether we solve it or not, polarity is going to pull us right back up. And when we go into that higher vibrational space, we're taught to don't think about that thing. Don't think about that lower vibrational period. You don't want to think about that. You don't experience that pain again. You're up here now. You just want to stay up here. And that's why things never get solved across humanity or in our lives. But in Taya, we learned that, wow, as soon as we find appreciation for that low vibration, that obstacle just for, for it being like what you were saying, then we automatically go up in, into higher vibrational territory where we're capable of new thought and creation. And then we can explore that if we want to and explore the, the, what, what caused the trigger? What, what was I experiencing when I was down there? Is that something I want to detune? Find appreciation for. And if I find appreciation for it, I'm not going to have that same experience with it again. And the triggers get taken. Uh, at that point, the triggers are detuned, which is great. I think Walt would tell you, because he hears me say this all the time, but I, I really attempt to remember to categorize feelings and emotions as comfortable or uncomfortable. They're painful or pleasurable, but not good or bad, because you know, from the time we're born, we're, you know, anything that we're taught is bad. It's something we got to stay away from, get rid of, not have, you know, in our life. And so when we start calling emotions that are at the lower end of the vibrational scale bad, then of course we want to stay away from them. There's so much guilt and judgment and, you know, beating up of oneself in the LOA circles about ever having a bad thought, a bad feeling, a bad, 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 that I just prefer to say, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's, you know, welcome to earth. Um, some things on in life on earth are uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're bad or wrong or we should never experience them. Because like you said, you know, it's, it's polarity. It's, it's two sides of the same coin. And so it's part of the process. I, I see this so much that if we think of what's really going well, what we're really enjoying, what really feels pleasurable to us in our life right now, if we start tracing back how we got there, we always end up at something that was uncomfortable and that we didn't want to experience. So just very good point. Very good point. Yeah. This is really interesting too, because um, I'm also thinking about this discussion within the context of having been in boot camp and, and, and Cindy, you probably will recognize this through your coaching practice um, in terms of, of seeing it in, in your clients. But one of the weird things that happens when you go into boot camp, and, and uh, we do these uh, a group, basically at a group sessions, group meetings uh, once a week or twice a week, depending on when you wanna do it. Um, and in these sessions, we do what we call a check-in, basically how are you doing, what's going on with your, you know, how far are you in the modules, all that kind of stuff. And very often what comes out of a check-in is you know, somebody had a spin out, Some, something was going wrong, they're, they're struggling with something, whatever. And inevitably, some form of the response that that person gets is, wow, you're making such great progress. <laughs> <laughs> it really is disorienting the first few times you hear that after a while. You get used to it. Well, yeah, we tell people because we've seen, again, we've had enough people come through now to where every once in a while we'll get someone who's a good student. And they're right on track and they're doing their modules exactly how they're supposed to. And they sail all the way to graduation and they're not ready to graduate because they never had the, the plummet. Mm. We want to see the plummet. We want to see you struggle. <laughs> and I would tell people that if you're not struggling in this process, you're probably not going deep enough. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I used to say you're not doing it right. It's kind of a joke. And I kind of stopped saying that, but it's, <laughs> it's just, you're, you're just not, you, we want you to go a little deeper with stuff. And the whole thing is designed to take you through a vibrational journey, which is not just all flowers and rainbows and ponies. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the low vibrational stuff too. That's right. Because it all has value. It reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen the show on Apple TV, Ted Lasso. If you haven't, please go watch it. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, but he, 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 there's a quote. He says something like, he's like the, the genius of corny dad jokes, but he, uh, he says something like, challenges are like riding a horse. If you're totally comfortable, you're probably not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. I need to watch that. Something I I do need to watch that show because I saw they won tons of awards. So it's going to be really good. (laughs) Really, really great. It's great. That is funny. Really, really good. So, well, um, I'm not sure we we don't really have any other questions coming from the audience. So I I think think we can just kind of open it up to wherever we want to go. But, uh, I'm kind of curious, Cindy, what are your impressions now that you're sitting on the other side of having watched a stream session? What what was it like from your perspective? Oh, I I loved it. I mean, it's just, like I said, if if you were watching us live, you would just see I was probably like a bubble doll. I was just smiling and nodding like at everything. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Neville because there were several things that came up that reminded me of our discussions of Neville mm-hmm. as well. And so, yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, it's been really great. I It was funny when I got your email, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be there for sure. Uh, because I, I don't know what came up last time, but I wasn't around last time. And so I wanted to make sure that I uh, took advantage of getting to be here. But like Walt says, if you have a question, I was like, I have, my head is always full of questions until it's time for me to have a question. And then I can't think of anything. So I appreciated <laughs> all the questions that did come because I enjoyed uh, hearing the answers to those. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite techniques because uh, often I'll start a show You know, I'm doing an interview with somebody, right? Maybe it's somebody I've never met before and I know I need to get the conversation going. And once I do, good stuff's going to happen, but I don't have a single question in my head. <laughs> so I just open my mouth and see what comes out and hope there's a question in there somewhere. Usually there is. And then it just kind of starts, you know. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is I, I did the, I recorded my session for the LOA Summit mm-hmm. that you connected me with. So thank you for that. You're and Selena did the, um, she, I adore her. She's just such She's a great, yeah. great positive energy. And I just met her for the first time and we, we popped onto the, to StreamYard and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't channeling. I was on with her and then she disappeared. And I was kind of like, okay, I guess I'm just going to talk. I ended up right. talking for a whole hour. <laughs> and I think maybe I was supposed to pause and then she was going to come back. I don't know. I just kind of did a whole Taya Law of Attraction masterclass uh, in an hour. So that's my session uh, for the summit. I hope it's what it was supposed to be. And she came back on. I was like, hi, you're back. I guess I kept talking. I didn't know what it was. Depends what with the flow. It was really fun. I had the exact same experience in my session with her. Exactly. Cause, cause she, she was using, um, the ability to put you on the whole screen. And so, like you said, she kind of disappears and you, the back of your head is saying, okay, where'd she go? Oh, I assume we were broadcasting somehow yeah. somewhere. I didn't know what. I'm it like, was being okay, recorded well, for I'll sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. I, 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 like, I, I'm the kid who's just been put out to perform. Uh oh. What do I do now? That, that was the feeling that was going through me. And yeah. so again, it was just open my mouth and see what came out. And, and I think it actually was making sense because she seemed to like it. So that was good. Yeah. I spent an hour answering the one question. Right. I just kind of went through, you know, all of it. So, yeah. 
I mean, I got that about. Reminds, that reminds me of the early days. Well, when we do the podcast, when we're just audio and like sometimes one of us would drop. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I would just keep talking. It's like, yep. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to do those lives with Debbie and I would channel and it, it when, when suddenly, uh, because she would host and, and that way I can focus just on sharing the stream and she would ask the questions and, and, you know, scroll around and do all that stuff. And every once in a while she would pop off while I was channeling. And, the, and early on, it was kind of, I was in the background kind of thinking, yeah, what's <laughs> going to happen here? But it, you know, <laughs> right. if I kind of just get out of their way and let them go. It's always perfect. The stream just, it'll, if you let it go, the stream will just go on for an entire hour. It's pretty cool when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's called the stream. That's right. <laughs> it's a constant stream of consciousness that can, that definitely can pop in and go at any moment for sure. And I've, I've found that to be true. So in fact, I had to kind of learn that the first couple of times that I was interviewing you and interviewing the stream was I kind of followed the rule of wait for it. You know, maybe to be like a pause, but there was going to be something that was come after. Wait for the next thing. Just keep waiting for the next thing until you get a very clear indication that the stream is done. Then you can say something. That's what I had to learn to do. Yeah, it's, it's not as conversational as it is talking to me or or right person. Right, <laughs> but it's um, they they have, there's no concept of time there. They're not yeah. concerned with our time and our schedule, and, and unless I set an intention for something and sort of maintain sort of some sort of a presence there, uh, I, I like to just get out of their way and let them go. But there is definitely no concept of schedule or time. Then there is no concept of um, right and wrong. Yeah, the, the, it's it's appreciation of everything that we're creating in the human environment. And for someone that's just discovering the teachings to say, well, how can you know? You always get the how can you appreciate? You know, Hitler or, or, you know, mass shootings or something like that. I, as a human, don't, but I understand the source perspective of that, which is considered insane in our environment to have appreciation of the things that we're told not to appreciate. But I do believe that appreciation is the key to solving things. And the reason things stick around and keep reoccurring in our lives or across humanity is because we're, they're demonized and we stop there. That's evil. That's awful. That's terrible. And shouldn't be okay. <laughs> it's not solving it. So maybe we should look at it from a different angle. Agreed. Well said. Yeah, I like that. Well, I have to say, this has been a lot of fun having two of my favorite people on the show at the same time. I don't know what took us so long to get this combination going. Yeah, it was this fantastic was really uh, interaction. Cindy was, was great, great meeting. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> really, really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do it again sometime. Well, David, wait until you meet Jackie. Jackie's the one who normally does the shows. I mean, she is just, she'll just blow your mind. She's just incredible. I, I, I'm trying to imagine the stream. Cindy, can you imagine the stream and Jackie having a conversation? <laughs> I'm like, holy cow, that's just, <laughs> I'm not sure my brain can handle that. It's too small. It's too small. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be really bad. But no, seriously, we really do appreciate you coming on. I know that you're going to uh, be on in another month or so. I don't remember what the date was that you had said. So we'll be looking forward to that. Um, but uh, thank you for taking this time. Really, really cool. Appreciate sure. it very much. Thanks for having me as always. Always fun yeah. to be here. And Cindy, we'll, we'll look forward to having Jackie back next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, have, have a great week. Thank you, especially to everybody in the uh, live stream sharing your questions. We appreciate you as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.